Blog Talk Radio. Wealthy Sisters, the show that features six- and seven-figure earning women of color, tune in Mondays at 12 New Eastern Standard Time as Deborah Hardnett, CEO of Deborah Hardnett International and founder of The Professional Black Woman, showcase the triumphant journeys of these powerful sisters. You will be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347-838-9278. Today's broadcast is brought to you by www.wealthysisters.com, where the show can be heard 24 hours a day. And now your host, Deborah Hardnett. Well, hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters, sponsored by the professional black woman. You can visit us at www.thepbw.com. Wealthy Sisters is where we celebrate the lives of six- and seven-figure earning women of color, and our purpose is twofold. First, we want to inspire and encourage you, the listener, and second, we need to edify, promote, acknowledge, and just say thank you to our sisters for doing big things. I am Deborah Hardnet, your host, broadcasting live from our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network. Today is Monday, October the 11th, 2010. The year is more than halfway gone. And yes, I hope you are as excited about your future as I am, because trust me, it is bright. We are here every week at the same time. That's Mondays at 12 noon Eastern. So spread the word. And you know, before we go any further, all of our listeners who've been tuned in, we appreciate you. We thank you for doing that. And you know, we've been saying our slogan from the beginning of this year, from January 1st, that we are declaring such an awesome year for 2010. So you've got to say that slogan with us. Here is to 2010, the best year ever. Come on, say it again with me. I know some of y'all are off work today. Some people may have gone into work and your cubicles are kind of quiet, so you can shout it out with us right now. Today, we want to hear you say it loud and clear. Here's to 2010, the best year ever. That's right. That's our slogan. We're sticking to it. We're wearing it out. And, you know, it's not just something we're saying. It's something we know. It's something we believe with every fiber of our being. And we are celebrating that fact to be true. Now, you know, have you all ever heard this term, scared money don't make no money? Now, please forgive the incorrect grammar. I know we have some English teachers on the line today, but scared money don't make no money. Have you ever heard anyone say that? Well, God rest her soul. I tell you, the first person I ever heard say that, and she used to say it all the time, my dear sister-in-law, Helen Jackson. You know, and I have begun for several years now, I begin to believe that there is a lot of truth to that. See, today, everybody seems to be so afraid. I mean, it's almost like a lot of people have shut down. They're holding on because of what we hear in the news, what we hear in the media. They're clenching their fists for every dime that they have, just building. I even heard a report on MSNBC how they were talking about companies and how they have cash right now that they're ready to hire. They can hire and give people jobs to stimulate the economy, but they're holding on to the cash because they are afraid. They're waiting to see what's going to happen with the next election, and they're waiting to see this. People have money right now, but for lack of knowledge, for fear, oftentimes we hold on and we are afraid. And a lot of times we can miss out on things if we listen to what the masses and, and, and buy into the fear. Not saying that it's not a reality for people, not, not to belittle any of the personal experiences that many of us have had during this transition. But our special guest today, I'm telling you, she is dynamic because when we think about investing and we talk about the stock market and we talk about Wall Street today, there is a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of fear about should we invest, what should we do, or, or should we never do anything with the stock market? Well, our dynamic educator today is none other than Ms. Kawan Renee Gore. She is our special guest, and she knows what she's talking about. And she's going to share with us the truth, the real truth about Wall Street and how much power we have over Wall Street. So what we need for you to do right now is go. We want you to call. We want you to text, email, 
fax them, let everybody know, tweet them, Facebook them, that they need to be tuned in to this show today. Dial 347-838-9278. Again, that's 347-838-9278. Tell them to tune in to Wealthy Sisters. Also, we want to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter under Wealthy Sisters, under Deborah Hartnett, um, also the Professional Black Woman. You can join the uh, Facebook group, the Professional Black Woman, as well. Find us there. And also, mark us as your favorite right now. Click right there, that follow button, if you are tuned in to our website, which is www.wealthysistas.com. That's wealthysistas.com. Click on that follow button, and you'll get your reminder one hour before the show every Monday. So now, let me just give you a little bit background about how dynamic Ms. Kawan Renee Gore is. See, her education is, I mean, she, she's earned her stripes, truly. She is as co-founder founder of Evelyn & Company, LLC, Kawan Renee Gore, continues her Wall Street career as an investment educator. Kawan presents investment education that breaks down the complexities of Wall Street into logical. Thank you. We appreciate that, Kawan. Logical, practical, livable practices in order for people to comprehend and distinguish themselves as investors. Kawan's industry experience includes over 20 years of portfolio operations, management, and sales with a degree in business and finance. Kawan has been in, uh, an invited speaker and workshop presenter at the San Francisco Black MBA Association, the National Tradeswoman Conference, the Tavis Smiley Youth Leaders Conference, the San Francisco's Mayor Youth Employment Program, the Berkeley Biotechnology Education, and the Indiana Black Expo Youth Entrepreneur Workshop, and many, many other organizations. Kawan is a member of the African American Historical and Cultural Society, the International Museum of Women, and Dr. Carlton B. Goodlett Institute. She's been interviewed on Hard Knocks Radio and Full Circle, just to name a few. And we are excited that she's our very special guest today. So again, have everybody you know tune in, WealthySisters.com. Visit the chat room. We're going to be taking questions there. Dial 347-838-9278. You don't want to miss this show today. We're going to take a short break. Come right back and get right into our awesome guest today, Miss Kawan Renee Gore. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Business leaders, are you ready to soar? Success is not defined by your wings, but by your courage to leap from the cliff's edge and fly. With Fortune 500 expertise, the Beatty Group partners with creative and motivated leaders, weaving structure and innovation for maximum business success. Visit us at thebeattygroup.com. That's T H E. B-A-T-I-E group.com or call the Baby Group at 877-264-7699. This segment is sponsored by WillDrake.com. That's www.WillDraike.com. The hot new suspense novel, Bad and Worse, A Tale of Men, published by Thermal Coast Publishing. Sometimes the only way to stop a killer is to love him. Available in stores November 2009. or visit us in our chat room. We're going to open the lines up to our very special guest. Ms. Kawan, are you there? Good morning, Deborah, and the other professional women. Well, good morning. Thank you for tuning in. I'm so happy to have you on the show today. I am happy to, to be listening and talking. Oh, well, thank you. Well, I know it's kind of early for you out there on the East Coast, the West Coast, shall I say. We're on the, the East Coast here. We appreciate you uh, logging in and uh, chiming in on our time here uh, as we've had this day going for a little while today, and I know you're just getting yours started. So we definitely appreciate you for that. 
You're welcome. Well, wonderful, wonderful. Well, let's get right into it. We are here at Wealthy Sisters. We love to get all the information that we can and uh, just to learn all of the facts from our guests. And we, it's always good also just to, for us to be able to relate. Um, our audience is a very diverse audience. And when we first had the opportunity to talk about uh, the Wall Street piece and what you're doing, I just think it's phenomenal. But before we get into that, if you wouldn't mind, give us a little bit of your background. How did you know? How did you grow up? Where did this interest come from to deal with the finance and understand Wall Street? Did, was it <laughs> something in your family, or where where did this interest come from? Well, um, it started when I decided I was not going to be an electrical engineer. Is that um, right? Yes, uh, that was my career objective. My dad was an engineer. He's retired uh-huh. now, and so uh-huh. my um, uh, my decision uh, to not become an electrical engineer was, oh my gosh, you okay. know, what am I going to do now? <laughs> uh-huh. um, and and the reason why that decision came uh, about is because I was born with cerebral palsy. I am a okay. physically challenged woman. And okay. uh, during my college years, I found some of the drafting classes so difficult and challenging. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I cannot do this. I can't believe this. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so it was just a real kind of like, oh, my goodness, what's going to happen to me? Mm-hmm. Now what kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my parents have always allowed me to figure it out. Uh, I was born with uh, a physical condition that um, – you know, um, they couldn't help me with to an extent. I had to figure out how to tie my shoes and and everything with my one hand. And so mm-hmm. well, for that purpose, uh, they looked at me and said, okay, <laughs> now what? And gave me the opportunity to figure out the now what. And mm-hmm. so uh, as far as my mother, uh, she, I, I'm a child of a civil rights activist. She mm-hmm. raised me in Operation Breadbasket, an organization of SCLC in Indiana, and so she was very much a dynamic people person. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it came about when I was just curious about this Wall Street, and um, I'm very technical in a sense, and I love math. Um, mm-hmm. That's one thing I am good about, good in. And so... Um, my grandmother in Indianapolis, Indiana, actually asked, oh, keep one. I said, well, Grandma, did you, you know about the Wall Street Journal and uh, things like that? And she's like, oh, no, I just leave that up to Nate, my grandfather. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Okay. That was the answer she gave me. So that even struck my curiosity further. Now, my grandfather was into real estate, and mm-hmm. so I knew investments as it was, but not that intense. Um, And so what happened was a friend of the family was a broker here in Oakland at Merrill Lynch. And um, mind you, I was, I believe, uh, 18 at the time, 19 at the time. Uh, I started cold calling for Mm -hmm. him, and cold calling is calling up clients. He was a retail broker at Merrill Lynch, calling up clients in the evening and trying to get their money, basically, trying to sell them bonds and stocks. Mm -hmm. And um, in exchange for that, I was giving uh, the books to learn about Wall Street. And uh, I started learning to read. Exactly. You remember what, what the title of it was? Well, it was actually the Merrill Lynch trading books and the SEC okay. books and okay. the NASD books. Sounds like so, some real interesting reading. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, an adventure, and I'm just absorbing all of this. Uh-huh. And the fact of the matter is I started hanging out at the Pacific Stock Exchange in the mornings because I always wonder, well, what is going on in this building? You know, it's open mm-hmm. up early. The market opens at 6.30 Pacific time, so... I've been up for a while, Deborah, uh, uh, because we've always had to work on East Coast time. So, uh-huh. at you know, I'm at work at five thirty, six o'clock every day uh-huh. uh, when uh-huh. I was uh, a financial consultant. So, 
Uh, time is not a factor for me. Um, and so hanging out there, picking up tickets, and finally having the guts to go inside the uh, exchange and seeing all of these codes and letters and numbers, and it was just really fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, that really sparked my interest. Uh, so I turned from that electrical engineering to finance and business and uh, and wanted to work. You know, I hadn't worked at all in that business at all, literally. So I started applying. Uh, I heard that uh, at Charles Schwab you can get your licenses at any position. You know, if you're a janitor, they will sponsor you to get the license. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of like my objective. Okay, I got to get to Schwab, you know, mm-hmm. uh, if anything, you know. Um, and so that was my entree uh, into the business. Uh, when I finally, a year and a half later, got into Schwab, uh, not through the front door, but through a client of mine as I was uh, selling Gucci bags at Macy's part-time. Mm-hmm. So the front door method never applied to me. Mm. <laughs> why do you industry. think? Why do you think so? You know, um, you know. I think we kind of talked a little bit about that in our conversation yesterday about the industry. What What are your What are your thoughts on why the front door didn't work? Well, it's probably it's probably the same reason why the front door didn't work for my mother when she was referred to Eli Lilly's executive offices, mm-hmm. you know, uh, without mm-hmm. saying um, race. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's our reality in America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it is a somewhat who you know uh, mm-hmm. industry. You know, mm-hmm. your name gets tossed around and, uh, throughout uh, the whole industry. And so it's kind of like one of those networks that it's hard to get in through door one, you know, <laughs> open mm-hmm. door. So mm-hmm. I took advantage of it, and I learned. I was with Schwab for six years, uh, learning everything, getting my licenses, mm-hmm. my Series 7 and 63 at the time, becoming a supervisor, trading. Um, uh, I got my broker's license in 1987. Remember that uh, Black Monday? Yes. I remember that was when I finished school. Yes, that's a great year. (laughs) Black Monday was uh, when I was told I passed the exam and I went straight to trading. (laughs) Wow. It was like, okay. And at Schwab, at the time in the 80s, they did everything. And I loved that company because it gave me a firm and solid foundation about now, all it, aspects of tools. Now, explain to us, you know, our, um, our callers, what is Black Monday? Well, Black Monday was just when the Dow Jones, and uh, if you want to go into that, everyone's probably heard of what this Dow Jones is, but do we really understand it? Right. Um, what is it? <laughs> the Dow <laughs> I can do a formal explanation of it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. The Dow Jones was established uh, by the uh, creators of the Wall Street Journal, who were mm-hmm. je- journalists in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. So it's an average, basically. Uh, it's an average of companies that are tracked, um, basically, to uh, that kind of act like these are industrial companies that kind of represent market behavior, the economy and things like that, so uh, companies like that. So you have companies like Alcoa, American Express, Boeing, Caterpillar, Coca-Cola, Disney, General Electric, uh, Johnson & Johnson, Kraft, um, the Travelers Group, you know, United Technology, uh, all of these companies are kind of like foundation companies in Mm -hmm. – in our economy, in the U.S. economy. So uh, the founders were Charles Dow and Edward Jones, and they were the creators, like I said, of the Wall Street Journal. So Black Monday, everyone in the 80s was making money as far as investors are concerned. 
and because those were the Reagan years, and, um, you know, uh, he did, he was for the investor shareholder, mm-hmm. you know, uh, person. So um, come Black Monday, um, the Dow dropped tremendously, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's why it was unexpected. And um, forgive me, I really don't. I'm trying to remember why it dropped like it mm-hmm. did, but it dropped 500 points uh, that that day, and trading was awry. Um, and when I mean trading, I mean short-term trading. I mean that's what we do in the business, is that we look to trade constantly. That's how firms make their money. So mm-hmm. that was my entree into. Really, <laughs> you know, dealing with clients as well as trading. Wow. Now, and, w- and when you talk about trading, that's that's the actual exchange where people are purchasing stock, deciding or uh, what they want to sell. That's what you mean by the trading. Exactly. It is uh-huh. an exchange, a purchase and a, and a sell. And and what you said, um, the Dow is it's an average of these major, or for lack of uh, my knowledge, uh, yeah. these major term, major corporations is an average right. of what they did that day on the market. That day, exactly. exactly. Okay, okay, well okay. And go ahead. I'm sorry. The Dow, the Dow actually covers 30 industrials, which are industrial considered industrial companies, mm-hmm. 20 transportation companies. Mm-hmm. So you have under transport, you have Continental, you have the air, the train, mm-hmm. and uh, basically some cars, uh, but not really. They they've gone off the uh, list. Uh, the cars. They have. What about technology industry. companies? Are they included in that, or is it? You just... know, the technology company that is on the industrial, take a guess as what that company is. Okay, okay. So now you were on the on the West Coast, and yes. you were working with, when we think of Wall Street, you know, we, we know it's there in New York. Right. So how, does, so how does that work where you, is there a stock market that's on the West Coast, or, or are you um, working for a particular, like at the time, like you said, Charles Schwab? How does all of that work? work together okay. and I know there's something in Chicago as well. Right. And that's the Mercantile. Yes. Exactly. Oh. Okay. Um, if you want to go into a little history about Wall Street. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, you know, the, the function of Wall Street literally is corporations um, wanted to get additional capital. Okay. So they decided to lend out, if you will, uh, uh-huh. give uh, a, a percentage of their company to invest. Okay. So okay. that's how it basically started. Okay. Uh, in uh, the 1700s is where um, there's something called the Buttonwood Act, uh, where under the Buttonwood Tree, traders, corporations, and bankers would trade. It was mm-hmm. kind of like a little society. And they met under the Buttonwood tree on Wall Street, believe mm-hmm. it or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, then uh, it started that way, and they made a commitment to trade with only each other. Mm. Okay? So um, then that sprout out. Let's go a little bit fast forward. Uh, then you had a uh, – they established an, an exchange, and the New York Stock Exchange uh, – if anyone's heard of that, the New York Stock Exchange was established uh, on the um, on May 17th in 1792, uh, where they can continue to expand their membership. Again, this is still a membership organization, and to trade with each other, commit to trade with each other, companies that wanted to uh, them to broker out their their uh, stocks or bonds. So that's mm-hmm. kind of like how the New York Stock Exchange uh, technically was not the first exchange. It was the largest exchange at the time. Boston was the first exchange in America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, and that gives you some, some insight as to how all of this began. 
mm-hmm. now the New York Stock Exchange is the global exchange where everyone trades there. All companies want to be listed on the exchange and because they can get the appropriate funding from investors. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's recognized now as the central marketplace. Wow. Well, well tell me now what is it, what is that in Chicago? What is that called again and what you know how <laughs> does that play? Exchange. Okay. Yeah. Chicago okay. is commodities. Now you're talking about the Midwest and you're okay. talking about tobacco and tra- uh, trading pork bellies and yes, these are Wall Street items as well. But in okay. the sense of they're not Wall Street items because we're not they're not trading the companies. They're actually trading the raw materials. Okay. 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 Not the corporation. You know, it may be Tyson who's doing the chickens, but okay. they're actually selling chickens, you know, <laughs> as well as currencies uh, oh, on that uh, exchange. So now, what is a where, pork belly? You, you mentioned that. I'm sorry to cut you off. Pork belly but what, what, uh-huh. is uh, uh, the pig's belly. Oh. I mean, so we get what sat back from that. Uh, all, oh, you said see all this time. That, see that lets you know. You know how sometimes we can we can take words and right. put the wrong sounds. I thought it was pork, like wine or pork. <laughs> it's pork belly. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, it literally is what belly. it is. When they mean coffee, they mean coffee. Yeah. And, okay. um, <laughs> and the difference is that um, they mean the raw. Materials, uh, uh-huh. so that's why up in Chicago, uh, there is a mercantile exchange in the Chicago Board of Trades and all that stuff. But that's what you can trade commodities anywhere. Okay. But that's okay. been one of the main hubs of okay. that type of trading. That type of trading. Wow, this mm-hmm. is so interesting. We have none other than our very special guest today, Ms. Kawan Renee Gore. We're going to take a short break. We come back. I am so excited to really get into the nuts and bolts of why uh, we need to know about Wall Street and why we should be open to investing on Wall Street. I can't wait to hear uh, your information on that. We are going to take a short break. Be right back. Is always running out of time. Do you wish you had more hours in a day? My name is Rita Cartwright and I'm a virtual assistant and owner of RJ's Word Processing Services. Start using your time wisely by outsourcing your administrative tasks to me, your virtual assistant. For more information, contact me today, toll free at 866-651-3073 or visit my website at rjswordprocessing.com. Did you know the IRS will currently reimburse you 55 cents for every business mile you drive? Stop struggling with mileage logs and start turning your vehicle mileage into cash. TrackLog is the first comprehensive automatic mileage recording solution. Turn this small device on, easily track your mileage, and keep more of your money in your pocket. Purchase your TrackLog today at TRAKLOGG.com. That's TRAKLOGG.com. Would you like to reach quality professionals? Expose your product and services to thousands on a monthly basis? Advertise with the Wealthy Sisters Media Group. Our packages include both on-air and website banner placement. Call our offices today at 1-800-917-9435, extension 803, or visit our website at www.wealthysisters.com to begin building your brand today. Over 200 years. 
that in it in it in itself is something that we need to recognize. What is this mechanism that's been here for 200 years in recession, in growth, in depression, everything, and it still is existing. So that raises one question to me. It's like, boy, what what has been happening over here? Mm-hmm. Um, next, the economics of consumption and investing and investments. You know, let's look at the realities that our consumer habits do contribute to the investment return of, inve- of investors. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, that has been happening for generations, literally. Um, and uh, the simple uh, another question or statement would be to be able to achieve your financial objectives without labor. Without labor. Without labor. Wall Street does not take your labor. It's it's literally where they say, I'm at home making money. This is what they're doing. This is what Mm -hmm. they're talking about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm at home getting a check. This is what they're doing. (laughs) This is what they're talking about. This Mm -hmm. is one of the ways. Uh, Mm -hmm. So you can meet your financial objectives. Over time, let's say you do get hurt on the job. Now, that's the only reason why we're working is to get income stream, correct? And hopefully gain some knowledge and experience and all that fun stuff. But the bottom line is that um, the income stream of it. And so that's what Wall Street truly is, is an income stream. And it's important for us to recognize it as that and not what's hyped up in the media because what you're seeing day to day is basically short-term trading. People are making money. Um, as a broker, I made money if you didn't or if you did. It's about trading. Is that right? Okay, yes. so how how do you still make money um, if, if I'm your client? How do you make mm-hmm. money if I don't? Because, <laughs> let's say you sell, you buy something. I make money there at the commission. I'm a broker, so okay. you okay. pay me a commission. And okay. let's say you decide to sell out because you've, you know, lost interest in the investment or the investment's really down and you just want to trade it out or that you need money. And guess what? Even though you lost money, I can still make money. I get a commission on the downside of it. Okay, okay. Now, I love the fact that you talked about the consuming and consumption. This is one of the main reasons why we need to know that. And our Mm -hmm. audience, we know, is primarily uh, African-American women, business women. And the Mm -hmm. numbers are today that are out there as far as African-Americans being, if not number one consumer, next to number one consumer. Uh, And Mm -hmm. then when we break it down further, today when we look at the numbers, this is even across the board through uh, most uh, cultures that women are, in most cases today, like 85% decision makers, whether they are head of the households or, or whether um, or single, what have you, or whether they are uh, married or in a relationship. they Women are the ones that are making the decisions. So with exactly. all that in mind, I mean, that really, really sounds like a real reason for us to understand and that, that attributes to the power that we have on Wall Street. Could you elaborate more on that? Well, um, I don't know. Are you asking me maybe the benefits of real, uh, and this is what I'm thinking you're, you're asking, uh, the, how do you really benefit from Wall Street? Well, yes, yeah. yeah, because okay. if we are the consumers, then obviously yeah. if we have power over, since you're saying right. that it, it, it fluctuates by the consumer, uh, what people are purchasing and, and, and buying. So, Okay. Um yeah. Let me um, just uh, start by saying, as consumers, there are power. There, we do have power, but we all mm-hmm. consume. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, everybody consumes investors and you know alike. So we're all consumers. We're not mm-hmm. all investors. And how, from looking at my standpoint as a black female, who um, we are. Consumers, and we also have a lifestyle. 
That's mm-hmm. one thing that I want to recognize that I think women should recognize our lifestyles, and that's okay. I'm not going to determine your quality of life because I don't want you to determine my quality of life. That <laughs> exactly. being said, okay, that being said, let's look at where your money is going to sustain that quality of life mm-hmm. and possibly think further out as to looking at not only the spending side of it, but the investing side of that company. Mm-hmm. And as heads of households, um, we have the power to allocate funding or money, if you will. And so if we treat Wall Street as a way of life and constantly allocate a percentage of our income, if we can, now mind you, I haven't gone into the employer's retirement plan which I'm hoping that women are doing as Mm -hmm. heads of households. So that retirement planning uh, that you're doing is tax-deferred planning. So you're not paying taxes on it right now, and it's for you to sustain your lifestyle, hopefully, when you're unable to work any longer, so at retirement. But as head of households, to allocate on the investor side, means, um, let me tell you, as a shareholder, you are an owner of the corporation, a percentage owner of the corporation. Mm -hmm. Shareholders actually decide who sits on the board of directors of corporations. Okay? They also can decide corporate corporate strategies, if you will, regarding mergers and acquisitions. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so we want to look at power structure. You know, that's very powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if you've ever gone to a shareholder's meeting, but, my gosh, the board of directors are scared. They are like on pins and needles. Wait to see what the shareholders Exactly. It's a uh-huh. good thing. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. So you'll see where the real true power structure really is. Uh, as well as, you know, shareholders do receive a piece of the profit. So as the company makes money, give us our piece of money, and that's called return on investments. Mm -hmm. So um, have have that option of doing that. So when you're looking at power structure and power of households, even when we're talking about kids and children, um, you know, consider always – uh, allocating if you can. It doesn't take a lot of money, and I can go into that further. But treat it as a way of life and uh, mm-hmm. understand it and get educated about it because it it gets handed down tenfold. Uh, you still have families who are living off of, you know, granddads or great-granddads, trust that they established, and they invested in the 1920s, you know. Right. So, so what would you suggest when we talk about consuming? What would you suggest um, our listeners purchase? Are, are you saying purchase the products, purchase stocks from products that you buy on a regular basis? Well, we can do an analysis, yes. I mean, I literally established a, a, a workbook called Lifestyle One Owns. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally. I want us to, there is, and that's why I teach about Wall Street because I'm very concerned about uh, people truly understanding the fundamentals of how this works instead of just blindly trusting a broker to do the right thing. Uh, right. So that's one aspect of it. Yes, uh, if you are, if you like your MAC cosmetics, you know, do some research, do some analysis of which I can teach you how to do some technical and fundamental analysis. Um to uh, see if this may be a good investment for you, because Mac Products is owned by Estee Lauder. Oh, now, okay. Didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. right. So Estee mm-hmm. Lauder owns a lot of other stuff that we mm-hmm. probably utilize mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. daily life. So mm-hmm. just to have that consciousness mm-hmm. of, you know, how much money, let's look at how much money. If you're spending, you know, a quarter on this stuff, over time, you've spent a lot of money Mm -hmm. just on the spending side. Mm -hmm. Now, Estee Lauder pays its shareholders 
a dividend. So mm-hmm. you're talking about a return. So it lowers your overall cost. So it's like mm-hmm. then you become that investor consumer because you're just reinvesting in your product that you own. Right, right. Okay. And just just keeping it simple, we want to keep it real simple. What is a dividend? We hear those terms used all the time. What exactly is that? Return on your investment, a piece all of right. the profit. A piece of the profit. profit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and those are normally paid like on quarterly basis based exactly. on what the company projections are. Okay, awesome, exactly. awesome. Awesome. So if I'm buying MAC Cosmetics, I need to look at Estee Lauder. Now, mm-hmm. as a as a consumer, I'm loving this because, um, you know, it just broadens your horizons there. How would I do that? It's, you know, I see a lot of this stuff online today that you can do trading on your own or what is it, or should you go to a broker? I mean, I know you can't exactly. give advice, but what, what right, do you suggest? Right. Well, it's about knowing uh, it. There's some factors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that everyone, and this is just my own personal personal opinion, because I mean, like we were discussing, um, African Americans of high net worth African Americans are coming up broke mm-hmm. now, and that's happening too often mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. <laughs> for me personally. Mm-hmm. And um, I wonder what kind of financial advisors they hire. Mm-hmm. You know, and all of our high net worth brothers and sisters out there, mm-hmm. uh, because bankruptcy and financial woes should not be in our vocabulary, because mm-hmm. uh, they work hard for that money. Mm-hmm. So there are various mechanisms. Uh, I am one to uh, bring the information, the full information. I teach about investment banking. What's the difference between a Charles Schwab and a Merrill Lynch? Mm-hmm. You know, what's online trading? What's the difference between share builders and E-Trade, uh, mm-hmm. Scott's Trade? You have all these online trading firms. And the online trading firms uses the computer system pretty much direct to the exchange. So you're, it leaves out four, five, six steps. So they do okay. not charge a high commission if you will. Okay. Uh, okay. So, but I go into all of that. Where you can start is you can also go to the company's website. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you know a product, you can always research it by finding out who owns that product, who makes that product. Mm-hmm. And they may have a, a plan direct, okay, where you can buy a share and start reinvesting that dividend or whatever and start investing directly with the company. Mm-hmm. So there's so many options out there uh, mm-hmm. for, for us now, nowadays. Okay. Know? So okay. Um, it's just about getting the knowledge and really educating and see what works for you. And what works <laughs> for you based on your schedule, what right. you're comfortable exactly. with, your confidence level. It's great, great. We have a question. Right, that's right. We have a question from our chat room, and they were thinking, you know, if if you're interested in trading commodities or currencies, what would be a good broker to do that? You know, should they? Is there well, something they can Google to on, on online to see who handles that? Or okay, now there's many brokers who trade commodities. I was not a commodity trader. However, okay. you can call up Merrill Lynch. You can okay. call up. Uh, not there are a couple of online uh, firms I believe um, mm-hmm. that exist, but it's a license. So if you know someone at Merrill Lynch or um, uh, boy I can't think of it, uh, Smith Barney, mm-hmm. uh, any of the investment banking firms uh, and uh, full service firms, you should be able to find someone to. Um, who trades commodities okay. and currencies. Okay. So it's okay. that simple. I mean, it's a license. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. Well, l- let me ask you this. I I, um, I know you did talk about why you, you know, are teaching about Wall Street and mm-hmm. and you, you gave this awesome history and, and really why we should look at it in our, our life every day. What do you mean when you say everybody lives on Wall Street? And what's your address? 
<laughs> uh, it just kind of uh, reiterates uh, that we all consume, mm-hmm. and it's we all live on Wall Street. If you, if I should do an analysis of your lifestyle and and where you want to be or where you have been, from everything from you waking up in the morning to going to bed at night, mm-hmm. uh, I could mm-hmm. probably guarantee that 85% of your spending habits are mm-hmm. probably companies that trade on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? So I when I mean everybody lives on Wall Street, that literally is what I mean. Now, mm-hmm. we need to establish our address on Wall Street, and that's twofold, basically. One of it is to identify the lifestyle that we either have or want, which is okay. Like I said, I'm dealing with quality of life. Right. You know, this is not a strain. I don't, you know, it's about quality of life while you're here on earth. Right. So uh, let's look at the lifestyle that you prefer. Right. And uh, then second fold is to understand that and take a real analysis as if you can start benefiting by Wall Street in the from the investor's side. Mm-hmm. So that's why I want us to identify our address. We're there. I'm there. Mm-hmm. Probably in the gutter, but I'm there. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, it is a mechanism uh, that's been here for centuries that we do contribute to uh, indirectly, and it's time mm-hmm. for us to now turn it around like I used to turn, flip the script, and mm-hmm. um, start benefiting, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. from uh, this Wall Street mechanism. Mm-hmm. Well, I love what I love about this is it it it, it starts us to think. Um, it, it it allows us to pause as we're going through the day to not just exist and and act, but to really think about. Consciously, we can bring this to our consciousness when we're purchasing, like you said, when we're consuming, on how we can uh, benefit doubly from not just on the consumption end, but from the profit end of what we're consuming. And to really start thinking about business and how business is done, because I always say, you know, we have been taught how to be employees. Our educational system does not teach us how to be business owners. And this is just a a great way for us to start thinking more as a business owner so that as we continue to run our businesses, we will, you know, be ahead of the game. So I I love that, um, the fact that you're bringing that up as well. We're going to take a short break. We come back. We do have a few more classes, excuse me, a few more um, questions in the chat room. want to learn more about the information that you have and the education that you have as well and two workshops that you have available uh, for our listeners as well and again this is wealthy sisters you're tuned in our very special guest today is miss kawan renee gore she is the co-founder of evelyn and company and she is a dynamic educator on wall street has more than 20 years experience there we will be right back to learn more great information from her after this short break stay tuned and we are very happy to have each and every one of you on our line today do you find yourself overwhelmed in paperwork are you struggling with administrative tasks preventing you from doing what you really love then consider hiring a virtual assistant call m alexander and associates incorporated toll free at 1-877 do you find yourself overwhelmed in paperwork are you struggling with administrative tasks preventing you from doing what you really love then consider hiring a virtual assistant. Call M. Alexander and Associates Incorporated, toll free at 1-877-894-0564 or join them on the web at www.iwillassistyou.net. Are you seeking stronger partnerships to leverage your strengths? Need to develop more winning strategies of success? Ready to increase your knowledge in the areas of investing, marketing, health and wellness, and the Green Initiative? Then join us for the second annual Winter Summit Conference and Expo, March 18th and 19th, 2011. Meet hundreds of professional women from all over the world. We provide savvy advice, practical application for winning women. Reserve your space today at www.thewintersummit.com or call 1-800-917-9435, extension 805. 
I won't say it's by design, but we can, you know, you could believe, we could, we can maybe imply that, that a lot of times, I know even with the, 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 the tax forms, people seem so intimidated when it comes to filling out a, a tax form or any documents. It's in the little black and white print and, and all of that. And we think about the stock market. They have these little numbers and ticker strips and codes, and it just looks like so, what is this? You know, it just... It just can be overwhelming, but when you break it down, it's just as simple. Like I said, I, I just knew it was not pork belly. I knew it was something else other than that. That's exactly you know, what they're trading there. So I am so grateful that you have this model in place and yet you are, you know, available for us and to help us understand more how not just to be a consumer but to be an investor. And now you said also all of the noise that we've heard, the even though there are some major companies that have folded uh, during right. this time, um, mm-hmm. but you said, you know, the, a lot of that is based off of, like, we we know um, those packages that they come up, they came up with that are uh, of the later years, but not um, other packages that have been, you know, around for centuries. So people are still making money on the stock market, is what you're well, saying. You're- yeah, you're talking derivatives, and what I really like to teach is for us to understand the fundamentals of Wall Street. The fundamentals are stocks and bonds, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are the fundamentals, as well as commodities, if you will. Those are the fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Now, anything else I consider after 20-plus years in this business is a derivative. Okay. Um, and I mean uh, this uh, in the truest sense. As a shareholder of AT&T directly, you are on their books as shareholders. They recognize you as a shareholder. Okay. Okay? So that dividend check that's due to go out goes to you. Okay. So that's the power. And when it's time to come to vote, that proxy goes to you. Okay. And... Uh, that's where the power structure lies. That's where the fundamentals lie. Uh, mm-hmm. We did not go into at this session about mutual funds. Mutual funds have a place. However, mutual funds are considered to me uh, somewhat of a derivative mm-hmm. of stocks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the um, as a mutual fund shareholder, you are shareholders of the fund, be it T. Rowe Price, Fidelity, uh, you name it, ING funds, uh, whomever. But on the books, you may have AT&T in that particular mutual fund that you own as one of the companies, but mm-hmm. AT&T does not recognize you on their books. They ah. recognize T. Rowe Price, Add Fidelity, that's the difference. Okay. ING. Okay. Okay. And so that's where we kind of deter on the power structure. Uh, and that's yeah. when they talk about managing that fund manager. That means right. that the they're, fund they're manager deciding is in what stocks right. are in that. Okay, you got, I got it. it. Okay, that's great. That's <laughs> great. Okay. Well, sure. we have about a minute left. Tell us what what publication would you suggest at the Barons, or uh, what what publication would you suggest for people who are really interested in learning more about the stock market? Well, I mean, very honestly, if you just read your local newspaper, start there. Okay. I mean, just in the okay. sense of the Business Times of it, okay. uh, because there is a vast information that does not necessarily reach national. Okay. 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 But right. it starts with information there. And All right. the Wall Street Journal is uh a good paper. It's okay. intense. But okay. read the money and investing section <laughs> section. All right. Well It'll again, give, you give us global. your website with sixty seconds left. Give us your website again and contact information. Yes. It's uh dot com. And my uh, telephone number is 
Wonderful. And they can also find you on Facebook as well. We know you're new yes. to Facebook, so everybody's yes. listening, go in and become her friends and her friend request so we can build that portfolio there for her as well. That thank you true. so much, Kawan Renee Gore. Thank me. you to our awesome producer, Miss Jocelyn Harrison, for being on uh, the show today. We are very grateful to all of our listening audience. Tune in next week. We're going to be talking about speaking. We have the powerhouse herself. Self, none other than that Miss Norma. She is known for the Speakers Bureau Queen. So she'll be on our show next week. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in and have an awesome day. This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters brought to you by the ProfessionalBlackWoman.com, where success is inevitable. Join Deborah Hardnett, our host, next week as she interviews another powerful, positive, progressive. Wealthy Sisters and visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. See you next time.